Shalom, and welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. The title of this message is Declaration, The Power of God's Word, Part 3. This is the third and final part in this podcast series. Now, to begin this evening, there's a word in Greek. Now, the New Testament was written in the Greek language. The word confession, or to confess, in Greek really means to say the same thing as. So when we're confessing and we're saying verbally what we believe or we're quoting the scriptures, we're saying the same thing as Yeshua is saying. And then in Matthew, Yeshua said this, whoever confesses me before men, I will confess him before my Father who is in heaven. So confessing Yeshua on earth is confessing who he is, confessing our testimony, confessing our faith in him, and saying the same things that he said. Because in John 6, 63, Yeshua said, The Spirit gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. And then in the book of Hebrews, Yeshua is called the high priest of our confession. So when we're verbally confessing our faith in Yeshua, and verbally confessing his words that he's spoken, he is releasing in heaven as the high priest. He's releasing his authority. He's releasing his power uh, to back up our words. One of the first times that I really saw the power of God's word was around 15 years ago. I was a pastor of a small church, and a friend of mine who was a pastor, Pastor Joe, called me on the phone and said that he had a man in his office named Robert, and Robert was being tormented. Robert had some mental problems, and Pastor Joanne Robert thought that maybe he was demon-possessed or had some type of demonic activity in his life. And Pastor Joe asked if he could bring Robert over and have us together pray for him. Uh, whenever you're ministering deliverance, it is necessary to have more than one person. Uh, Yeshua said whenever two or three agree on earth, it's done by his Father in heaven. And out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. It, I think it's, it is dangerous to try to do deliverance ministry by yourself. There's power in numbers. There's power in agreement. So Pastor Joe came over. It took them several hours to get to where I was. And there was another man that came with them uh, also for prayer support. And while, while they were on the way, I had time to go into the sanctuary of our church and pray. And during the time that I was praying, I saw myself uh, with these other three men in, in the sanctuary. I saw myself just at the front of the church, walking back and forth, proclaiming the names of Yeshua and proclaiming the work of Calvary. And I saw this demonic uh, entity, if you will, uh, leave Robert's body. This was a vision that I had before he had ever gotten there. So I believe Father, as I prayed, was giving me a strategy that I would not need to talk to Robert. I would not to speak, need to speak to these evil spirits. By confessing the names of Yeshua and proclaiming the work of Calvary and quoting several scriptures, the atmosphere in the sanctuary would change. And with the agreement of these other men, Robert would be delivered. Well, that is exactly what happened. 
Pastor Joe and Robert and the other man arrived. Uh, we prayed. We talked. We, I just saw, tried to f- see where Robert was spiritually. And after talking to him, I believed that he did have faith. So uh, we went to the front of the sanctuary, and I was in the front by the altar, and I just walked back and forth. I proclaimed the names of Yeshua. Yeshua is the light of the world. Yeshua is the son of righteousness who rises with healing in his wings. Yeshua is Emmanuel, and on and on. And then I would declare the work of Calvary. Yeshua was punished that we might be forgiven. Yeshua was made weak that we might receive new strength. Yeshua was wounded that we might be made whole. And I quoted scriptures that went along with the work of Calvary. And Pastor Joe, he spent the time praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. He would sing and we saw, as the atmosphere changed, we saw Robert fall to his knees. We saw him vomit uh, more than once. And it wasn't food that he'd eaten. It was just stuff that was demonic in nature that he was vomiting. And uh, we witnessed a deliverance. Now, I want to tell you again, I did not speak to Robert directly in that time. I did not speak to evil spirits. I did not cast them out. I declared the truth. I declared the word. I declared who Yeshua is and what he did at Calvary. And the agreement on earth touched heaven and Robert was delivered from that evil spirit. Hallelujah and glory be to God. That experience was one of the first experiences that I had of the power of decree and the power of the Word of God. Now, a reminder, in Proverbs 18.21, it is written, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it eat its fruit. Our tongue, when it's mixed with faith and empowered by the Holy Spirit, is a creative force. It's a power force in the battle against evil. And it can bring forth all manner of miracles. And then in Proverbs 4, 20 to 23, it is written, My son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Write them upon the tablet of your heart. Do not let them depart from your eyes. They are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. And then he goes on, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it it flow the issues of life. So Solomon in Proverbs is saying that when we write the word on the tablet of our heart, which means memorizing it, when we keep it before our eyes, when we pay attention to it, when we uh, devote ourselves to the word, there's life and there's health in the words that we put into our body. And then Yeshua said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when we put the word in our heart, when we study it, when we love it, when we devote ourselves to it and abide in it, and then we speak it, we speak life and we speak health. And Yeshua, again, he said in John 6, 63, the spirit gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So Yeshua himself lived Proverbs chapter 4. Now, let me share with you a scripture that I believe is the bottom line of what I've been teaching 
in these three sessions on decree, the power of God's word. In Mark 11, 22, it reads, So Yeshua answered and said to them, Have faith in Elohim. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. In that one verse, Yeshua uses the word says or to say three times. Let me read that again. First of all, he says, have faith in God. So faith is required here. For as surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And then Yeshua very importantly talks about forgiveness and unforgiveness. So two things here uh, Yeshua is talking about can hinder our decree, can hinder our faith, can hinder our walk. Doubt. He's saying doubt must be dealt with. If you say things but you're doubting, then you're like a ship tossed on the sea and you're double-minded. And then he says, if you have any unforgiveness in your heart towards anyone, if you're judging anyone, then that is going to hinder your prayers as well. Here he's talking about pure faith. Faith is not hindered. And we see this in Hebrews 12 as well, where it says, Therefore, having been surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off every weight and the sin which so easily entangled us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Yeshua, the author and the finisher of our faith. So Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 is, is confirming what Yeshua is saying here. Uh, to walk in this kind of faith, this kind of faith that speaks and moves mountains, this kind of faith that speaks and has whatever it says, we must first deal with sin that ensnares us and entangles us, doubts, uh, unforgiveness, and this is our responsibility as disciples of Yeshua, to ask Yeshua to show us our hearts, to ask Yeshua to judge us, in other words, to judge ourselves, for him to show us the things that are hindering our walk with him. When we get those out of our life, the Holy Spirit comes in and fills those places. I believe we can have the Holy Spirit inside of us and still be hindered by other things that are still inside of us. So a good prayer is, Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Remove from me anything that's blocking the full working of your spirit and your spirit of faith. Now remember that faith is a spirit. In 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 4.13, it is written, We all have the same spirit of faith by which we believe and speak. So there it is again, 2 Corinthians 4.13, believe, believing and speaking, and we have what we say. Now, one of the best examples I have of the power of God's word as it's spoken out verbally is in Acts chapter 2. Uh, Peter after the tongues of fire fall on the apostles, and after the apostles go out into the streets and speak in tongues, the known languages, they're proclaiming the gospel, there are people in Jerusalem from all over the known world for the festival of 
Pentecost, and they have many different languages. And suddenly, these people hear the wind. They hear the loud sound, and they hear these apostles speaking the gospel in their language. And these are obvious to the multitudes that these men are not educated to the point where they've learned several languages. And so then uh, these people have gotten, the apostles have gotten these people's attention. And Peter stands up to explain what's happening. And you can read this in Acts 2. Peter gives a short sermon, a very simple overview of the gospel of Yeshua. Now, to back up a minute, uh, before this day of Pentecost, Yeshua had told the apostles and the others, there were 120 in that upper room, to wait in Jerusalem until they'd be given power from on high. So they were to wait there in that upper room until they received the power, and they, they would know when they got it, and they surely did know. The sound of the wind and the tongues of fire coming on them, they knew they received this power. But the question I've asked and others have asked is, what were these men lacking? What were these 120, these 12 apostles lacking? We've seen in the Gospels, they've gone out two by two to preach the gospel of the kingdom. They had cast out demons. They had rejoiced that they had cast out demons. There were at least one demon that they couldn't cast out, and they brought that to Jesus. These men had healed the sick. They'd cleansed lepers. They'd opened the eyes of the blind. They'd done mighty miracles. So what was the power that Yeshua told them to wait for? Well, I believe it was the power to speak a word and seek, see immediate results. We're told in Acts 2.37, after Peter had preached this sermon, it is written there in verse 37, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said, Men and brethren, what must we do? Peter spoke a word. He spoke the gospel, and it cut these men and women to the heart. It pierced their hearts. Immediate results of the preaching of the gospel. And we're told there in Acts 2 that 3,000 souls were added to their number that day. 3,000 souls were born again at the preaching of a simple message because Peter had received this baptism, if you will, of the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and now his words went forth with anointing. His words went forth to pierce the hearts of men and women. Surely the Holy Spirit comes with power to do miracles. And power to do miracles attracts a crowd. Power to do miracles will confirm the word that's spoken. But we learn from Yeshua's life, we learn from this incident, that the ultimate authority, the ultimate power, the ultimate gift of faith that Yeshua wants to impart to us is the ability to preach the gospel in a way that it's effective. These men and women heard what Peter said, and it went into their very hearts. And they had to have the answer to their question, what must we do? What must we do? There is a caution here, because if you think about it, and we've all experienced it, we know that men and women can proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ the gospel of Yeshua the Messiah, and nothing happened. The point here is you can't just go out and start speaking and expect it to cut people to the heart and then begin to ask questions. The kind of power 
of God's word here that is going forth from Peter and preachers today must be done in faith. In Hebrews 11, 5 and 6, it says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. And it must be activated and empowered by the breath of the Holy Spirit. In Romans 10, 10, it says, The word of Elohim is near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. The word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Yeshua and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This is the direct connection with the word of faith and the word that's spoken that brings forth salvation. Now, maybe you find that uh, you're trying to make decrees and nothing's happening. Well, one thing to remember is it's not always as immediate as Peter's. And as we're learning and growing, sometimes we make decrees and it, there can be a delay. We remember in Daniel, uh, I believe it's chapter 9, that Daniel uh, spoke a prayer and it was heard in heaven the day he spoke it, but it took 21 days of him fasting and praying and spiritual warfare for the answer to his prayer to come. So when you're proclaiming things, keep proclaiming them. Proclaim them in faith. On the other hand, you may not have the kind of faith that can make a decree and see power released. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. If you find you don't have faith, remember Jude verse 20. It says, building yourself up in the most holy faith. Build yourself up. That's our responsibility. In Romans 10, it says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Yeshua said to those who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The promise of Yeshua there in John chapter 8 is not to believers only, but those who abide in his word, and then they have the authority to be set free. So keep abiding in the word. Keep hiding the word in your heart. Keep hearing the word. Good preachers, speak it out loud yourself. Listen to the reading of the word. Build yourself up in the most holy faith, and this will come. You'll grow into this authority and this ability. The other important aspect of speaking with power is the Holy Spirit. He's called the breath of God. If you think about it in the natural, in order to say anything, we have to breathe it out. We take air into our lungs and we breathe out and we speak as we breathe. It's the same thing in the Spirit. When we have the Spirit inside of us, we can speak things that come to pass. Once again, in John 6, 63, Yeshua said, The Spirit gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. Again, maybe you find that you don't have the Spirit. If, if you're trying to make decrees, and you're sensing nothing's happening, and you're sensing it's not working, don't give up. Don't lose heart. As you're building yourself up in the holy faith, ask Father to give you the Holy Spirit. In John 14, 17, Yeshua said this, I will give you another helper, the Spirit, to be with you. And Yeshua said, he'll be with you and he will be in you. So the moment we're born on this earth, I believe the Holy Spirit begins to walk with us, begins to draw us to Yeshua, begins to uh, guide us 
in various ways and help us and teach us in various ways. Unfortunately, many and most people resist the Holy Spirit, but he's with us. And then Yeshua said, and he will be in you. So there comes a time, like the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, or another prayer meeting in Acts chapter 4, where the Holy Spirit came into these people's bodies. And we also see that at the baptism of Yeshua, when he went down into the river to be baptized by John, the Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove and entered his body. So ask for the Spirit to fill you. Don't just stop with the Spirit being with you. Continue to pursue Father, Son, and Holy Spirit till he's in you. And then Luke 11, 11, we're told clearly by Yeshua in a parable. We're told, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So keep on asking. That's the essence of the word of Yeshua in Matthew 6. He, he, for he, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For he who asks receives, and he who knocks, the door is open. He who seeks finds. And the verb there in Greek is to keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. Don't give up. Uh, that's one of the reasons I've done these three podcasts on decrees and the power of God's word. Uh, you can do this. You can grow into this. You can be filled with the Spirit. You can get to a place where you have the anointing uh, that Yeshua is talking about in Luke in Math, Mark 11 and it, there with Peter and the other apostles. You have to understand, these apostles were trained personally by Yeshua over the course of many, many months. And uh, then after the resurrection, he spent 40 more days with them. So they were tuned in to the Messiah. They knew his words. They had memorized his words, and he had explained the scriptures to him, to them. So they just didn't wake up with this morning with this ability. It was a process. And I'm encouraging you and exhorting you to stay in the process and even devote more of yourself to the process. And you will grow into the place where you'll make a decree and you will see the power of God released through your mouth. And now receive the blessing of the Lord, the grace of our Lord Yeshua Messiah, the love of Elohim the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and abide with you always. Shalom.